welcome everyone to another episode of Wise Women Wednesdays. I am Jennifer Regular, your host here, and also a soul-centered empowerment coach at Letting the Path. Today, I am so excited to have Michelle Castelli here. She's coming in from Rochester, New York. She is the wife and mother of three adult children and one adorable beagle. She's also an author, a speaker, a spiritual director, and a relationship coach, helping men and women grow into stronger, healthier relationships in regard to dating, marriage, themselves, and their spiritual connections. And knowing that an unhealthy relationship with the self can affect all other relationships. She's here to discuss the attitudes that can get in the way of our self-care. So welcome, 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 Michelle. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. And welcome to your audience today. I appreciate it very much. Yes, I so appreciate the audience listening as well. And so what kind of attitudes, Michelle, can get in the way of self-care? But more importantly, how did you even come to this place where you found that self-care was vital to your well-being? Yeah, I, it's kind of a process throughout throughout my life. My mom was sick a great deal of my childhood. We grew up with her experiencing multiple illnesses, uh, pneumonia, Legionnaire's disease. Um, so watching uh, physical self-care and how it impacted her mental and emotional well-care and how they're all tied together, you know, it, you know, she was struggling with that for many years and just witnessing that as a child, watching someone struggle on all three fronts um, for their self-care, you know, really led to me, you know, wanting to help people uh, who are struggling with self-care, struggling with relationship issues, because everything's tied together. If, you, if your attitudes are um, hurting you, it affects your self-care, your self-care affects your, all of your other relationships. So that was the starting point. It was really the relationship and the issues that I saw my mom dealing with. Yeah. Yes. And that can be very difficult to witness, isn't it? It is. And it's so I can nice. understand you wanting to do something <laughs> to right. make things better, right? To make her better and for you to feel better too. Right. Now you're then, making millions of people feel better. <laughs> that, that <would> be good. <laughs> so, so what have you found? What kind of attitudes do get in the way of our self-care? Well, it's important, like, I always take a look at what people bring to relationships. Attitudes are one part of it, which we're going to talk about today. But we also bring our motivations. We also bring values. We bring this whole set of ourself into each of our relationships. And if we're carrying negative motivations or negative values, or especially like what we're talking about today, negative attitudes, sometimes people are, are unaware of it. And you're going into relationships carrying this pain or this frustration and your other relationships get affected. So I wanted to focus today on attitudes because attitudes can, negative attitudes can really cause us a lot of pain in our relationships and it's important to take a look at them. So when I even use the definition of self-care, it's holistic and I'm sure as yours is too, you know, that physical, the social, the emotional, the spiritual, that's what I mean by wellness and self-care from that point of view, that we're looking at a holistic approach. Absolutely. So, and I'm glad that you mentioned social in there as well, because a lot of people don't fit that in. And, and as you say, it can affect our relationships too. So of course, social aspect should be in there. So tell us more. Yeah. So like, here's some of the common attitudes that I have witnessed as a therapist and relationship coach that people can carry with them, bring them in, not even be aware of it, especially in relationships. So for example, a top one is I am not lovable. Mm. Uh, they carrying around this 
this underlying sense that people are not going to want to be in relationships with them because they've picked up a message either from early childhood or from broken relationships, friendships, broken marriages, that they're no longer lovable. And they may not even be aware of it, but when it comes out in their relationships, when other people who are interacting with them start to observe that, they see them talking negatively about themselves. They see them acting negatively toward themselves. So sometimes the feedback doesn't come from ourselves. It usually comes from others that have picked up when they're interacting with us that we're not being good to ourselves. We're not being kind to ourselves in the way that we talk. We're not being kind in how we take care of ourselves socially, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So a common attitude for a lot of people that they're carrying around is I'm not lovable. And that's, that can be very sad because they, they won't open themselves up at that point to really giving of themselves in their relationships because they're coming from a point of closed. I'm not lovable, therefore I have nothing to give. Mm. And to kind of penetrate that attitude you know, can be difficult uh, without some help because it's, it, we carry it for years, years and years. So that's, that's one true. of the ones. Yeah, and those imprints can almost act as a magnet, it seems, and start attracting those kind of situations that validate our attitude that we're not lovable. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of other attitudes that will piggyback on that. You know, if I don't see myself as lovable, I might not also see myself as interesting or fun. So I, so if you carry that attitude, you're not going to get into a lot of friendships. You're not going to extend yourself to meet others because you're closed into this mindset of I'm not lovable. I'm not interesting. People aren't going to want to interact with me. And, um, it, that, that causes people to end up in lonely situations because they're not interacting with others out of this fear, out of this attitude that's perpetuating this sense of negative self, negative well-being. And um, so we focus on that a lot in, in relationship coaching. Here's some others. Um, there's a big one is that their fear that people will leave me. They carry around when they go into a relationship that the other person is going to end it. And so they sometimes beat them to the punch by letting go of the relationship prematurely because mm -hmm. they are trying to not be the one that's told that they're going to be left. So this attitude, a negative attitude that you carry around of they're going to leave me. So I better leave first, uh, really impacts people's ability to get into serious relationships. They can't commit because they're always fearing. They want that backdoor option to get out before the other person tries to get out. And so that's, that's one, and I, you know, I ask you, those that are listening, to think about some of these attitudes, attitudes that you're currently carrying around, that you're not lovable, or that someone could leave me if I enter into a friendship, or, or if I decide that I'm going to get married, will they leave me? So I'm going to, you know, maybe end this relationship before it goes to marriage. Um, all kinds of ways that we will sabotage relationships when we carry that particular attitude. The ways we sabotage relationships, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And can it be true too for those that are feeling like um, they might leave me, right? Yeah. And then want to have the back door. Is it also true that they might become kind of clingy and needy and wanting to hold on so tight to make absolutely. sure that they don't leave, you know, or, or right bending that. over backwards to please the other person so that there's no reason for them to leave them, right? There's that idea that they have to be perfect and do everything right as well. Is that also feed into yes, that attitude? That's, that's another key attitude is that I can't make a mistake. And, mm. you know, I can't make a mistake in my relationship. I can't make a mistake at work. I can't make a mistake in my marriage. And underlying that attitude is really this drive to be perfect in all situations. Mm. And so 
when that happens, when you carry that particular attitude, then you're no longer able to allow yourself to make a mistake. You see a mistake as failure. So someone who needs to, who's worried and carrying an attitude of, I can't make a mistake, is actually saying to themselves, I need to be perfect all the time, which is not sustainable. Uh, it's just not, you know, something that any of us can do. But, and I think with social media, sometimes that's heightened that sense because mm. people will go online, you know, go onto, you know, social media and they'll see the perfect pictures that someone puts out there or the perfect relationships that people are, sh are showing, but they're not seeing the struggles. They're not, obviously people very rarely post their challenges. Um, so that gives a false sense that everyone else is doing well, but I'm making all these mistakes. So it kind of reinforces that negative image of, well, everyone else seems to have it together, but I'm making these mistakes in my relationships. I'm making these mistakes, you know, in how I care for myself. I'm making mistakes here or there. And it contributes to that perpetual self-blame, you know, that you get caught in. It's so, so. true that people, mm -hmm want to project you know themselves in the best light and then forget about the struggles and try to compare themselves to this perfect image that isn't totally real you know that's one aspect of themselves and I think I think it might have been Maya Angelou that said you know that people tend to see the butterfly but forget about and don't see all that it took to become the butterfly, you know, the whole journey the caterpillar went through, right, exactly. <laughs> the metamorphosis and the, the destruction and the, the melting away and just dismemberment really, to be able to emerge as the butterfly. And so um, we don't always recognize the journey it takes to be perfect. And in that strive to be perfect also, um, it, there's this intensity, this kind of energy that's given off that can actually repel people too. I totally agree. You know, because people are picking up when they, when people interact with us, they sometimes can sense our negative attitude before we do, because they've observed us over time, particularly if it's a long-term relationship, friend or coworker or spouse, they're seeing you day in and day out. They will notice the subtle changes that you're, when you start going into negative attitudes, because your tone will change, mm. your facial gestures will change, how you interact changes, you don't get as close to people. And they're very observant. And a lot of times that's where we get our information about our own negative attitude. Somebody will make a comment to us in a relationship and say, why are you always so hard on yourself? You know, mm -hmm. people get that. Or why do you have to be perfect? You know, when you start hearing that from others, that's a nice little buzzer light to tell you you're veering into the negative attitude and they're seeing it. They're witnessing it when they interact with you. And so paying attention when others point it out to us is crucial because they're giving us very valuable information about how we're relating and how we're carrying our attitudes with us. Yeah, to think of it objectively as feedback, right? And, and open up a discussion for what can be better and what, what each person needs and values and supports and often we project what we think the other person wants and it might not even be what the other person wants. Is that true? That's very true. You know, sometimes we misread how we're being perceived and how others perceive us mm. because that negative attitude is all we see and sense. We're paralyzed by it almost, you know, emotionally. We say, okay, I'm not lovable. So when someone does extend, you know, in a relationship, love or care, we're, we question it. You know, yes. are they really genuine? When really, it's really within ourselves that's blocking that. You know, we're not allowing them to be loving of us because we're not giving that same attitude or care toward ourselves, our own self-care. We're not looking at ourselves as someone who needs self-care for us. 
you know, mm. and, and that happens to a lot of people who are uh, very much pleaser types, you know, when they're mm. out there spending a lot of energy on helping others, and then they don't look at themselves as this other person that needs care, you know, right. so they, they just don't take the time for themselves to care about their own emotional well-being, and, and, and the attitudes are part of it, part of the block. Yeah, and it really affects our level of self-esteem, our self-worth. And when we have these kind of self-deprecating attitudes, then we lack that self-acceptance. And then if we can't accept ourselves and we don't see anyone else accepting us as we are either and really resist or push them away or repel them or um, just create otherwise dysfunctional dynamics in the relationship. So how do we flip the switch then, Michelle? One of the important, I have a couple of steps that people can take when these, you know, we all have negative attitudes come in our head. We, we just do. Mm. And again, we said the source of those attitudes comes from a variety of places. For some, it's the early childhood experiences, how family gave them a message or of what their attitude of themselves is. It can come from marriage issues. It can come from friendship issues. But regardless of what the source is, we can move from having this attitude of negativity to affirming ourselves. We can go from self-blame to self-affirmation by starting off with awareness. And so what I mean by that is keeping a journal, keeping mm. writing down the times when you have caught yourself saying negative things about yourself. When are those times? Because you're not going to be able to look at patterns until you write down what situations tend to prompt me to go into this self-negative attitude? Is hmm. it when I'm under a lot of stress at work? Is it in my marriage? Is it if I'm dating someone? Is it when I start to enter into a new dating relationship to then all these negative attitudes start pouring out? Hmm. So write it first up, you know, get a journal, get some paper, spend some time, spend some time really writing down different times when those have come up, particularly if it's just come up, that's even better if you can catch it, but sometimes you might you know, be busy with something else, but just reviewing at the end of your day, if you don't have time during the day, before you go to bed at night, you know, jotting down, was there anything today that I said about myself that was negative? Just jot it down. And then over time, you wanna do what I call a self-care review, where you start looking at the patterns in your journal that you've kept, when is this occurring? What kinds of situations am I going into a negative self-attitude? You know, and what are my emotions when I go into it? Is it when I'm upset and angry that these pour on? Is it when I'm sad and depressed that these start creeping up? Because for each person, it will be different. It, mm -hmm. it won't be the same for everybody. So it's keeping a journal. It's doing the self-care review, looking and seeing the situations. And then after that, I have this, what I call thought stop, where let's say a negative attitude comes in. Um, you have the, I'm not lovable, pop into your head. Right at that moment when it's, it's taking hold, you close your eyes and you say to yourself, stop. You're mentally telling yourself, stop. And at that moment, you're going to replace that message with a positive counterpart. So in this case, if the negative message is, I'm not lovable, you'd say, stop, I am lovable. You immediately replace it. And then you can reinforce that throughout your day by putting post notes, whatever little tool you wanna to use around you with the message that supports that. So if my struggle is I'm not lovable and it coming into my head and I say, stop, I, I am lovable. I'm gonna be looking around the key places that I've put that message. Maybe it's my bathroom mirror. Maybe it's my nightstand in my car, on my refrigerator, 
but I need that positive reinforcement of myself so that I'm staying on track with a positive message because it's so easy to slip into that negative mode and, and not reaffirm ourselves. So positive message reinforcement by surrounding ourselves with those messages. And, and finally, if you're struggling even with all the messages and you're really feeling like you can't break through this, I really do recommend relationship coaching. Um, I'm a relationship coach. We help work on those areas, but it, it can be very challenging for some people because it can be, it can be long time patterns that you're trying to break. And um, having the help of someone that can talk to you, reflect back to you, point out where those areas are and, and work with you um, can be a big benefit. So I do recommend that. Um, but at home, you can do this too, where you're, you're constantly replacing negative images. But the trick is being aware of them. You know, a lot of times we just go through our day not realizing that we're even self-sabotaging, that we're even putting ourselves down throughout the day in little ways. So recognition is the first step. Yes, and it sounds like we then we become a witness to our thoughts and attitudes and patterns and behaviors and those situations, creating that awareness. And it sounds like an empowering process to then be able to stop it, right? To have the power to stop right. it and to turn it into something more positive, right? I am lovable. And then putting that everywhere. And I know that when you have messages all around you, <laughs> whether you're directly looking at them or not, they're actually reprogramming or programming your subconscious mind too. And so even in the background, that change and that transformation starts to happen. So I can see how that could really work. And then relationship coaching, I think, is really important as well, because it's much different than going to your friends or family or social media for advice and feedback about relationships or watching reality TV, right? Uh, you yeah. get some real time, real life advice specific to your relationship from someone who um, really knows and gets it and is not going to be influenced by if you already have an attitude of wanting to please and and be a certain way for other people going to social media friends or family just feed back into that again so nothing really changes it can actually become even more confusing so coaching and counseling can really be supportive and surrounding yourself with good people as well that do support you that do love you and yeah. and lift you up and and being willing to accept that kind of love as well and exactly mm -hmm. and just having the support having the emotional support yeah. of a trained professional is very helpful um, my whole background has been as a licensed therapist so i think that's very important that you you know you're with someone who has been trained um, because you know human interactions are very um, delicate they're very personal they require work they require someone who is trained and so it's very important that you you, you select somebody who has that kind of training in human relationships yes well. and so what kind of things come up in the relationship are you when we're talking about self-care are you just seeing the individual are you seeing the couple or kind of a combination of both i see i say combination of them um, mm -hmm. a lot of people like to come in individually even if they're struggling with a partner because sometimes they have trouble getting the partner to come in you know they and and doing some work around you know, even if you're dealing with a marital issue or dating issue and your partner doesn't want to come in, there's a lot that you can do individually to help support you during that relationship. But yes, both would be would be the answer to your question. Yes. 
Yes, that healing and that personal growth mm -hmm. can come through that for the current and future relationships, or even being able to reconcile some hurt from previous relationships. Exactly. And I, I use a formula that I developed called growth. It's G-R-O-W-T-H. And ah. each letter means something in the oh, I love acronyms. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So the G in growth stands for gaining awareness of yourself and your relationship goal. So you come mm. into a relationship coach like myself, and we're going to spend time looking at your, you, your relationship history, and in your goal for your relationship, because it's different for every person and what they're looking for. And sometimes with couples, it's different between the couple. They think they're coming in on the same page of what relationship goal, and you get into that session and they're on two pages. They each have a different goal. And it's important that we identify that goal so you can work on the same page. Yeah, second, because yeah. you don't want to go into a relationship with an agenda. But on some level, there's some kind of goal, something that you're needing from the relationship and also what you're wanting to contribute to the relationship. So it's interesting to think about it as a goal in a relationship. Hmm. It, it is a goal. It is a goal because goals help people move forward to take action. Hmm. When it's sort of nebulous out there and you don't really have a goal for your relationship, you, you can go in a million directions. You're not sure where do we start with communication? Do we do we start with conflict resolution? Where, where do we start? And so identifying the issue, the goal is, the, is paramount to the beginning of the process. And then from there, we go to the R, which is recognizing the blocks that you have. So in other words, what's getting in the way of you having a healthy relationship mm -hmm. or healthy self-care? Or you could be coming in for just yourself, about self-care for yourself. And what's blocking? Where are those blocks that aren't getting you where you want to go? We take a long look at that because... People might not even be aware of the blocks that they have. They think it might be in this area. And then when they start talking, they realize, wait a minute, I'm actually blocked over here too. Or I've got a different block than I thought, you know? So the opportunity to um, look at those blocks. And, uh, and then the O in the growth word is openness. In order to change, there has to be an openness to wanting to go through a process of change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will come in thinking that they're open and they've closed off. They, they really want to stay in the pattern that they're in is no matter whether it's unhealthy to them or not, because fear of change is harder for them than staying with the status quo. So we work around, you know, where are your resistances? Where is your barrier to being open to changing an unhealthy pattern? What, what, why are you, you know, what's blocking your openness to that? And then W is we are working on action steps that we come up with together mutually looking at the action steps that you wanna to take to get toward your goal. And it's gonna vary again for every single person is different on how many steps or what kinds of steps. It's unique to each situation. And then the T in growth is transformation, your transformation to change, to making a healthy habit for a healthy relationship. And then finally H is your, your healthier relationship. So it's this process of growth. that goes from awareness on down through transformation and openness to a healthy relationship. And the goal being being a healthy relationship. <laughs> yes, healthy relationship with self and healthy yes. relationship with how we interact with others because they're crucially linked. Yeah, crucially. and it sounds kind of like we've, we've been talking about romantic relationships. And, we've and all, relationships and friendships apply as well. Yes. Um, yeah, because people have come in with relationship issues in the friendship area. 
Oh, and, okay. and it's around these same issues. They're, they're, they may have had friendships that are constantly breaking off and they're wondering, why am I losing friends? Why, mm. why am I not keeping a serious friendship relationship? And again, it goes back to some of these same negative attitudes. The friend gets exhausted by the person constantly being negative and they leave the relationship. They leave the friendship because they, they feel that they're constantly having to reaffirm you when you're not reaffirming yourself. So that can put a big strain on friendship relationships as well. Yeah. So what about relationships like between a boss and employee? Because I know yeah. that can be really strained at times, right? right. And, and then you, and have, then you have the pressure of the possibility of losing your job, right? If you don't succumb to the boss's wishes or do what the boss needs you to do. Yeah, and you have that other, you're so right, and you have that added layer of a power dynamic, mm. because in a boss coworker, unlike your other relationships, there's a different power dynamic where your, your economic livelihood is based on your ability to interact with this individual. Um, they're paying your bills, you know, for your job. So if there's a power dynamic there, and also if, you know, they're your supervisor, your boss, there is a, you know, employee boss dynamic that comes in that is different than the other relationships that you are having in your life. There's a power right. dynamic difference. So that is yes, power well. can come into play. Right. Power play, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about the spiritual? What about yes. spiritual relationships and connection? What what do those look like? Yeah, it's it's glad that you say that. Spiritual is very important to me. Uh, my background work is in spiritual work as well. And I like working with people who want to go in that direction as well. Um, because your spirituality, whatever your particular spirituality is, your sense of God or your sense of a higher power or greater purpose affects how you see the rest of your relationships. If you are feeling disconnected from your higher power or your sense of a God or higher power, you carry that sense of disconnection into all the other relationships. Right. Um, so yeah, going and talking with people about what is important to them for their spiritual journey, what, what, how did they bring spirituality into their life for them, for their relationships? Because again, it's different for each person. People have different beliefs and value systems, starting with where they're at, what their concepts and beliefs are, and finding out whether those are working with their partners or if they're experiencing incompatibility between themselves and a partner on the spiritual level. There's maybe some friction because they're coming from different value systems. So we can take a look at that when people are struggling with those issues. Amazing, amazing stuff here. And so how does this affect us physically? Because in the beginning you spoke about it was the physical health of your mom that that really got to you, that really affected you. And so how can these kind of attitudes actually affect us physically? Yeah, because what happens is the longer we carry these negative attitudes, the more we start to experience health issues because everything is so connected. You know, people have heard that, you know, that the term body, mind, and spirit, but it is true that there, when you look at a holistic approach and you see that one, when one part of ourselves, one area of our life is affected, the rest is. So if we're out of balance emotionally, we're going to be out of balance socially. We're going to then have physical manifestations of that with either headaches or fatigue, or we run into uh, feeling run down with our immune system because we're so worried about emotionally and socially about our relationships that now we're feeling it physically. And, and we start to see that change physically because we're holding on to so much uh, emotion around our attitudes, around our values that 
that we feel that we, we manifest self in the physical. Yes, that's so true. I remember when I was doing energy work, um, you know, we are multidimensional beings and we have this physical body, but then it's emotional, mental, and spiritual and beyond as well. And we start out here, right? In the spiritual, in the void and where everything is can become a seed. Yeah. And then it moves in mentally, right? Our attitudes, the way we think about that, the way we interpret our realities. And then it go, feeds into our emotional, how we start feeling about things and what kind of emotions and energy come up out of that. And if there's a block anywhere along the line, it, it affects all the other layers. So if we have a spiritual block, if we're not even spiritually connected and lost, that affects us mentally, emotionally, and physically right away because it's already blocked out there in the spiritual. Right. And then yeah. those mental blocks, right? Those mental blocks that we just don't become aware that we don't see yet unless it's brought to our attention in some way and brought to our awareness. And then emotionally, you know, how, how emotional upheaval can happen. And then we start feeling anxious and lonely and in despair and depressed and all of those things. <laughs> and then if it's not dealt with and it creates a block there, then it manifests physically and makes us physically ill from that state of dis-ease that has become that journey along the way. And the same thing physically, if we're not physically well, then that affects us emotionally and mentally, and then spiritually as well as like, how could this happen to me, right? You start questioning, have those bigger questions again that you put out there. And um, yeah, it's definitely an interplay between all of those levels of being, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, when I'll see people when they're going through a transformation and, the, and they make breakthroughs, you know, in coaching around, emotional and social issues, suddenly some of the physical issues that they also mentioned they have can, can start to lessen or go away because that stress is not on them now. Mm -hmm. They're not getting those headaches or they're not getting that extra fatigue or that sense of feeling run down They're because they're not juggling as much negative energy. They're not juggling as much negative attitudes that's, that's really hurting them physically. So yes. it, they're so interrelated. It, it, it can't, be, can't be emphasized enough how every part of those areas are interrelated. So what kind of positive attitudes can people carry and start to yeah. reprogram and recondition the way well, that they you, think about things? When you see someone who's gone through transformation and now they're carrying positive messages into their relationships, you've got somebody who is just emanating that sense of authenticity. They're emanating a mm. sense of positivity. We've all seen that with different friendships that we're in or marriage relationships or dating relationships where we've hit upon somebody who just seems positive all the time, mm -hmm. um, who's doing good self-care, who takes a break when they know they need a break, who mm -hmm. is articulate in how they communicate with others about their needs and their feelings. You know, when you've hit someone, you know, around someone with that type of wholeness, because it comes, it just emanates. They have a positive framework from which they're looking at life. And, and so, for example, those, those attitudes would be the opposite of what we just said. They have that, they remedy, I am lovable. Um, they, they believe that when they go into a relationship, it will work out because they know that they've got the skills to make it and the commitment to make it work. So it's all that positive energy and they're spiritually connected. They've got that source from within themselves, um, from their God, from higher power that gives them that well that they can draw from of feeling kind, of feeling compassionate, of wanting to help others because they're drawing from that positive well. So it, it's so important. It's so important. And you help people fill that well. <laughs> well, <laughs> people fill that well. <laughs> and I know you have a special gift for our audience do. today. Do you want to share a little bit about that? I do. I really would like to gift uh, those of you that were interested. I have a 30 minute 
complimentary coaching session uh, with just come on and go to my website. We'll talk about that and uh, click on my calendar and book a 30 minute session. Totally complimentary for you because I, I do this as a gift because so many people, particularly during this pandemic, they're struggling alone. You know, they're trying to handle you know, difficult relationship issues or self-care issues alone. And, the, and there's no there's no reason why you should have to do that. And I, I really hope that you take advantage of that for, you know, an opportunity. Maybe you've never had a chance to talk to somebody outside family and friends who can be an objective listener for you and give you that feedback. Um, totally complimentary. So. Yes. And my website Such a is generous offer, Michelle. Thank you so much. And then it gives people a chance to feel it out too. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and just no step reason. into that and see what else is possible. Right. There's no yeah. obligation. It's just you coming in and, and we share with what you're struggling with and we talk and we see if it's a good fit or if you'd like more, or, or you maybe you just want that 30 minute session to kind of talk out what's happening with you. And that's okay too, because it is a gift that is being given for you. So I hope that you'll take advantage, you know, I yes, do. absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And so what's the website that people can Yes, my website is, is my name, Michelle, M-I-C-H with two L's, E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, my middle initial M. And then my last name is Castelli, and that's spelled C-A-S-T-E-L-L-I.com, MichelleMCastelli.com. MichelleMCastelli.com. Yes. Perfect. And we'll have that in the description as well, everyone. So you can just click into that. Yeah, there's also, um, if you go to my website, there is uh, podcast episodes there for you to listen to that are right on the website. There's blog articles. Um, so there's other tools there too for you to just take a look at. And again, those are all free to look at and listen to. So yeah. A lot of great resources. Wonderful. Are there any final words of wisdom that you'd like to impart on the audience, Michelle? I say to all of you, um, it's so important to take the time to do a little relationship review with yourself. You know, just really spend the time. I know everybody's very busy, but if you can spend a little bit of time in the evening or in the morning, just really getting a feel for how you relate to others. You know, we talked earlier about attitudes. You know, when did, when did you have a negative self-attitude pop in that day? Maybe you've had none that day, and that's great. You can affirm yourself for not having it. But if something came in, just write it down because the more aware you are of when they happen and why they happen, the better you and more open you are to making a change to get rid of them. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle. What great information that you shared with us today and the growth process and that opportunity to be able to meet with you for half an hour. It's wonderful. And all the other great resources, the blog and podcasts on your site as well that people can have a look around. So thank you so much for being here today. And thank you everyone for joining in and tuning in and listening from wherever you are. Love to hear your comments, like this video if it inspired you in some way. And also of course, subscribe to our channel. We'd love to see you again. Thank you and have a great day.